Welcome to All the Extra Points with Max and AP. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you like the segment. Give us a like, share, and follow. Welcome to All the Extra Points podcast, episode 8 with Max and AP. The two guys sit back and talk about the latest sports topics and give their unwanted yet usually on point topics on opinions. Max, how's it going today, buddy? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, you know, free agency in the NFL. Uh, it's Wednesday, two days, or technically one day away from March Madness. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good to hear, buddy. We'll go ahead and start it off as we usually do with the podcast for the week. This week, we are going with our Old Faithful Blanton Single Barrel from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, coming in at, at usual 93 proof, nice and easy to drink. So one of my favorites, and not easy to get, but definitely a good bottle. But Max, what are we going to talk about this week? Wait, 93 proof, are you feeling okay? Are you trying not to actually drink this week? What's going on? Well, I already had a few Guinnesses. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, there you go. Yeah, man, we had a, had a little happy hour, and... Uh, Got the kids to bed at a decent time. Uh, daylight savings hasn't affected us too bad, but uh, yeah, we're doing okay. Having a having a few beverages on this special holiday. There you go. I think I remember St. Patrick's Day, roughly twenty twelve. We had a, we had a good time in uh, Old Columbus. Yeah, it was twenty twenty or twenty twelve. Yeah, you, me, we had a we had a good old time up here, man. I think that was. Uh, oh no, that was twenty. 20- 13 because it was the year before we had Everett. You came up here, we had some fun, maybe a little too much fun. You did a couple Irish car bombs, and that, ladies and gentlemen, 2013 was the last time Max and I have seen each other in public face to face. That's crazy. Well, FaceTime counts, right? Yeah, I guess so. That counts. All right, so what we are going to talk about this week. Uh, Since, uh, you know, the NFL and March Madness are dominating sports right now, uh, we're going to focus on. Free agency, what we've liked, what we haven't liked. Uh, Talk about our Bengals and Browns a little specifically. Uh, We're going to go through the brackets uh, pretty quickly, see who each other have picked, see who we got upsets going. In the Mount Rushmore this week, we actually accidentally started talking about it last night, even though we didn't even mean to, the best NFL free agent signings of all time. And then next week... You know what we're going to do? I already decided. What's Spo- that? Spoiler alert. It has something to do with upsets in the NCAA tournament, but I'll save it for the end. All right. Looking forward to that. So, yeah, we're going to jump right into free agency here. I'll go ahead and start off with the biggest deal that was made so far. Wasn't a guy leaving, but Trent Williams, the left tackle for the San Francisco 49ers, signed a six-year $138 million deal with the 49ers to stay still, and it's a $55 million guaranteed contract. $55 so, million. Yeah, that wasn't the sexiest one out there. There were some good ones out there. Bud Dupree going to Tennessee, leaving the Steelers, as he probably should. Um, they're mm-hmm. trending downward a little bit. Um, hey, there's this guy. I don't know if you know him, Max. Joe Tooney. Um he did not go with the, the good old Bengals. He is now with the Chiefs. And we have a few more we'll talk about here. But, uh, Max, how, how are your Bengals doing right now? Uh, let's see. I was actually uh, just looking at that a couple seconds ago. And my Cincinnati Bengals have not signed an offensive lineman. That's right. We have not signed an offensive lineman. We have signed two cornerbacks. And the defensive end. Yeah, you got signed Mike Hilton. Um, that guy, I can't pronounce his name. It sounds like he's woozy, though. And Trey, uh, Hendri- Trey Hendrickson. That's a good, that, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, you but, got Carl but, Lawson's gone. but Hang on. All right. Beat me to it. But So here's my question. Do you rather keep a guy, you know what he brings to the table, you bring back Carl Lawson, you know he's on the upswing, he had his healthiest season he's has, had in his career last year, and he was productive. Or do you bring a guy in from the Saints, who I believe had 13 and a half sacks last year, uh, more than double what he's had in his entire career before that? So you're signing a maybe a one-hit wonder guy or someone you know is young and on the uptick. 
Yeah, and it sounds kind of typical of Mike Brown there because Carl Lawson's contract had $30 million guaranteed and Trey Hendrickson only had 16. So I don't yep. know the deal there. I'm guessing Carl <laughs> Lawson wanted more money guaranteed um, and he got it. But uh, I mean, going to the Jets, who knows how they're going to end up? I mean, they're kind of one of the people that we keep hearing about for Deshaun. But yeah, I mean, Carl Lawson was a big name. You guys let him, you guys let him walk. Um, that's that's a big one. You guys also, I mean, I, this is we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit. But AJ Green, the longtime Brown, who's now an Arizona Cardinal, so I'm sure you probably don't care too much about that because he's kind of at I, the tail end. I do not because there's a mild breaking news about 7:30 that the Bengals have officially offered Kenny Galladay a one-year contract somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 million. Wow. Uh, so I think that would be a great pickup for us. You, you know, he comes off an injury last year. He played in, I think, four games, and you bring him in. You have a prove-it year. Hey, we like you. You had a great year for us. You bring him back on a two- or three-year deal the next year. And I guess – so I'll go ahead and take my Bengals a couple seconds here. Mm-hmm. And you keep him – Hopefully get him to come in the first place. I guess we haven't signed him yet. Um, so you put him with Boyd, Higgins, Auden Tate, and you give Joe Burrow weapons because we lose John Ross, a big whoop, barely even played, and we lose A.J. Green, who basically um, was, you know, if the play broke down, which happened last year because our offensive line was terrible, he stopped. There were multiple times you would see any of our quarterbacks that played. We had three that played last year. That would be running down the field, and he would just stop. And you're supposed to be a captain of the team? like. Yeah, that's that's not what you want to see. Sorry if you guys heard my – I was trying to pull Curtis Samuel's contract and a Tide commercial popped up. So if you guys heard that, come on, might have distracted – us a little bit, but uh, yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, he definitely didn't. I mean, yeah, and there was obviously a lot of talk around him. I mean, ever since his little boyfriend Danny left, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend anyone. Uh, Andy Dalton left. Um, there were some things going on there, but um, yeah, I mean, and obviously Andy just got a new home too. But um, I think it was the right decision for everybody. I think AJ didn't want to be there, and I mean, AJ's washed up. He's coming to a point. I mean, I- I'm actually. Doesn't really make sense for him to go to Arizona. Um, it doesn't make sense for Arizona. I mean, because I'm guessing Larry's going to come back now that JJ's there. They're going to have a very old receiving core with DeAndre there too. But I guess you know when you got these old faithful guys, I mean, who knows what happens? But um, you got you got Christian Kirk, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald if he comes back, Kenyon Drake, and Kyler Murray. That's uh, it's pretty solid. I think Kenyon Drake's a free agent, isn't he? Or did he resign? Well, supposedly. Supposedly he's going to resign sometime in the next couple of days. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and they also have Ed, Chase Edmonds there too because he's going to he'll stay yep. there. So yeah, I mean, um, and Curtis Samuel, um, he just signed a ridiculous deal with the Washington Football Team for thirty-four and a half million dollars for three years. So I mean, if he's going to get that, I don't think the one-year fifteen, sixteen million for Kenny, Kenny Galladay is really out of the question because Kenny's always been productive. He just needs to stay healthy, which worries me because, I mean, he could kind of yep. have that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to talk more about free agents in general, but I just want to talk real quick about the few that are still available. Uh, Anthony Harris, the Minnesota free safety, who there's kind of rumors around him having a kind of attitude issues. Melvin Ingram, who is also another risk, who kind of clowny-ish, doesn't really give all the effort. Mr. TikTok himself, Juju Smith-Schuster. Hey, bring him to Cincy. Let's go. Mm-hmm. This one kind of surprised me that Alejandro Villanueva was still a free agent. I figured he'd still be a hot topic. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Hassan Reddick, I'm just going to name the top ten here. Patrick Peterson, obviously, still out there. Will Fuller with his uh, suspension. And they're calling Jadavian Tech Clowney still in that top ten. I don't know if I agree with that. I obviously, don't, no. Richard, I don't think so. Richard Sherman, I believe, is still out there, too. Um, look, there's a lot of guys, so don't, you know, don't freak out yet, Max. I mean, there's, I think you guys could make a run maybe at Villanueva, but, um, yeah, you definitely didn't go after the guy. Oh, Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. Um, I think is Zeitler. Zeitler signed. 
Oh, he did. Uh, with, with the Baltimore Ravens. The That's last right. Team you and I That's wanted right. to hear him sign with. That's right. Um, but so, okay. So since you got me fired up about the Bengals again, what do, what do the Los Angeles Chargers do? They sign Aaron Rodgers center, take mm-hmm. him away from Green Bay, mm-hmm. Corey Lindsey, mm-hmm. make him the highest paid center in the oh, NFL. Ohio State boy. Yep. And they also signed a guard. I'm trying to find his name. I thought I had it up, but I didn't. They also signed a guard. So you draft a quarterback in the first round last year. You put him, throw him out there because Tyrod Taylor gets his lung punctured by the doctor and be like, hey, we got a pretty good quarterback. You know what we're going to do? We're going to protect him because our defense is already decent. So we're going to sign some offensive line and we're going to pay him. Bengals, they do the same thing. And everyone's saying Joe Burrow is the best quarterback out of that draft, and he only played in uh, nine games, and he tears his ACL because he basically has a picket fence in front of him, a whole bunch of holes in it, and he gets hurt. And you know who we signed? Nobody. Yeah, it's got to be frustrating. Have $50 million in cap space. Mm -hmm. And we've spent, I think, 24. So we still have – almost $30 million in cap space for next year. And we have signed no one to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah. And that's obviously the biggest issue. You can't just, you can't just run out there and expect to get it all in, um, in the draft either, especially if you want to protect him now. So um, yeah, I mean, that, that there's a lot of big issues there as a fan in general. I think I would be super frustrated with that. Um, Personally though, uh, I'm not very frustrated right now. My Cleveland Browns are, are doing what I wanted them to do, which I've talked about in this podcast. Uh, there were a lot of talks about them going after all these big tackles and defensive ends, which they still might do. But what I wanted them to do is sure up the secondary. And the one thing they did was go out and sign John Johnson for a three-year, 33 and three-quarter million dollar contract. Uh, so he's a stud. He's a stud captain for that Los Angeles Rams and he's coming to us so how much uh how much guarantee was it 24 so it's re- it's really it's really probably two years 24 so that or three years 24 that's pretty good yeah and I mean for him he's vocal he's a leader he's only 26 but I mean at this age that's almost you know four or five years in the league that's basically a vet and you need a guy out there like that. And I, I'm jacked about it because I didn't really want them to go out and get that guy from Minnesota. I, I wanted to see them get 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 a guy like this who who plays hard, plays tough. So with Delpit coming back and then you got Greedy finally healthy, um, Denzel Ward, I want to see them go out and get somebody else. Terrence Mitchell just left. Um, so that hurt a little bit, one of our corners. But, I mean, not not terribly. Um, and a couple other guys have left, obviously. But no, no one no – one, big yet um so i'm you guys uh you guys also signed tack mckinley yep the one the one rusher that the raiders had yeah and not a big contract uh 4.25 for a year um oh and another thing about this is crazy to me there was um some hearsay going on that john johnson turned down significantly more money to play with the browns because he wanted to play in cleveland three years ago this team was 0 and 16 (laughs) <laughs> and now they have guys wanting to come and play there. You want to talk about a culture change? Like, yeah. I mean, just know. I mean, I know it's tough right now for you guys. And I'm not, I'm not all hyped up yet because we got a lot of work to do. But it can change quick because you look what happens when you bring in the right people and the right and the right coaches, coaching staff, and the right players. I mean, we are we're doing all right, and we have a ton of cap space left as well. So I don't have the number off the top of my head, but. Um, Actually, hold on. I know I know that we had the most cap to spend. So I'm just hoping that we can kind of turn it out and, and still get a few more guys. I'd like to see us get at least another corner. I do not want Jadavia and Clowney to keep them away from me. So I'm I'm all off yep. I'm all off on that. But let's talk about a few of the bigger signings that have been going on. Um, Is it time? Is it time for my eight minutes of Eight minutes of, of, the, Bill. Of, of the greatest coach in the history I'll, in the, I'll of the NFL. I'll give you your time, but I also want to say there there were some questionable moves here. But oh, you think so? Okay, uh, so maybe so not we'll, questionable, we'll, but maybe spending a little too much. I'll run down what the soon-to-be 
Super Bowl 2022 champion New England Patriots have done already. And this is only day three of free agency. So first thing that did resign Cam. I thought that was a great resign. You? Of course. Yep, I agree. Um, then first first uh, domino falls. They take the tight end from Tennessee, Johnny Smith. Great signing. And then <clears throat> they follow it up taking the Ravens' best pass rusher mm-hmm. and Matthew Judon. I'm fine with that. Uh, Take him. Yep. Uh, I think that would be great for us. I think what the Ravens have lost so far has made the Browns an easy favorite in the North. Yeah, it'll be tough That's because they did solidify that line. Um, and that, 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 that did. offense is going to be hard to score with. But if you have a defense, but – yeah, no, they still ahead. have not signed a wide receiver. But Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, they then followed it up with Devon Godshaw from Miami. And you talk about Jonu Smith and Devon Godshaw. They come from Vrabel and Brian Flores. So it's not going to be a culture shock when they get to New England. No. You know, some, guy, some guys experience that culture shock where, hey, I don't talk to the media. Hey. I'm not on Twitter as much. Hey, I'm not on Instagram as much. Like, there's rules they have there. But you heard Cam Newton before he even re-signed. Like, this was just him talking. He was a free agent. He was talking to other teams. He said, and remember, Aaron's the cusser on this show, but Cam Newton said, Bill's cool as shit. I'd hang out with him all the time. Like, yeah, I think – They I like think each Tom, other. Yeah, I think Tom Brady and him just didn't get along. I think – Tom wanted too much control and Bill didn't want to give it to him. Well, I think that was the thing. Like, yeah. Bill, it was Bill's team. I mean, Bill had trust in himself, yeah. and as he should. I mean, you look at what Bill has done, um, and you can't sit here and argue with a, a COVID eight, offseason. Eight Super Bowls. Yeah, and I know they're Brady's too, but, I mean, the, the offseason that they had uh, was rough. Now, I, I liked, I really liked the Hunter Henry signing. I think he's better than John New Smith anyways. <laughs> um, Nelson Aguilar for – 22 million for two years that was yep 16 16 guaranteed so really two years 16 million yeah that was and then they follow it up with kendrick Bourne. i like that one yeah i like that one a lot. very fast little you know you know shell shock kind of guy i think that was a great signing um yeah i mean bill's doing what bill does so he's building the team around what he has now and I, we don't see him do this often in free agency, go out and spend no. money. So him saying this shows how much he wants to win. Um, now, I mean, you got to look at that division and you got to look at, I, ha- I don't know who they're playing, but I mean, the, you know, the NFL does it where wherever they, the teams sit at the end of the year, they play similar teams usually. So their yep. schedule is not going to be too difficult. That division alone, I mean, the Jets are still going to be bad. I mean, you don't. The Dolph- yeah, they're gonna have one. They're gonna have one more year where they're bad. Yeah, and the Dolphins and the Bills. Who know? Who knows? Yep. I mean, the Dolphins. I think they're on the rise. The Bills are obviously already at the top. So, um, but the Bills have done nothing to their for their defense so far. Yeah, they really haven't. They signed Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, you help your help your part of your team that was already good, but their defense was their weak point last year, which is surprising. That's not. A Buffalo type of thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. New England goes and also they signed Jalen Mills. All right. Well, hey, take... they lost Neil Sander, or they signed him, but they lost John Brown, and that was a big right. loss for them because he is your standard. If you need to get a first down, get the Quick. ball to John Brown. Y- yep. Yeah, he's there. T- he was there. Tyree yeah. Hill. He went to the Raiders, and I feel like that was one of the Raiders' best pickups because it was a small veteran, three and a half million dollar contract. I mean that that's a big loss for Buffalo. So real and Emmanuel Sanders gets hit once and he's out for six weeks. So yeah. that's how he always does it. So um yeah, no, that's well I back to your Patriots. Sorry, I didn't mean to take your thunder. I know you wanna <clears throat> give all the glory to the man. Yeah, so obviously what this means is the Patriots are going back to double tight end. Cam Newton's our quarterback. We're going to play all the running backs we have, all four of them. And they're still talking, trying to sign Leonard Fournette, if you saw that one. Mm-hmm. And you add Leonard Fournette, Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead with Cam Newton in the backfield, Julian Edelman's back. Uh, a couple of wide receivers they had played last year that are still there. They're all young. So you got Aguilar, 
Kendrick Bourne on the outside, they're going to have all that in the middle of the field. They're going to say, okay, Nelson, okay, Kendrick, you run, you're going to get open because everybody's going to have to play in the box. Yeah, I think it'll be hard for them to get Fournette, though, because he's already won a Super Bowl, and he knows if he goes to New England, it's a committee, and he's going to want to be the guy. That, I mean, they're going to have to pay him to to get him. So that will be interesting to see how that that works out. But, I mean, they can't. Seattle, Seattle's the other team. I think that makes way more sense for him. Yeah, I do too. I think that does. Um, but, so, real quick, the team that hasn't made a lot of noise ever since, well, I guess, you know, they're the big news with Dak, but the Dallas Cowboys, they haven't done much. C- couple couple cornerback signings. Yep. Um, and they, they lost uh, Cameron Irving, and they lost – Andy Dalton, which that's, you know, is what it is. Andy Dalton, one-year, $10 million contract, all guaranteed to be the Bears' starting quarterback right now. Yep, and same thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Washington Love football team. Love that. Mark, Very similar my words, deal. man. If he makes it a whole year there, playoff team. But th- they also have Heineke. Heineke can come in and spot play like Taysom Hill does yep. for the Saints. I know that Revere has never done that type of thing, but – I mean, I think that's what how they should use those two together. Mm-hmm. Like, Fitzpatrick knows he's year to year. Like, he knows, oh, one year deal, I'll take, take ten million. This could be it if I get hurt. Oh, uh, hey, we still signed Taylor Heineke to a very small contract, and they, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, picked up Curtis Samuel. They still have Terry McLaurin. They signed the best available free agent cornerback from my Cincinnati Bengals, William Jackson Jr., the third. Yeah. Uh, Washington's made some sneaky good moves. Yeah, and, I mean, the Jackson move was definitely a big one for sure. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of teams trying to try- – I mean, this is a kind of a, a weird offseason. There's a lot of moves being made. Another- so many free agents. It's crazy. Right, and another team that's out there trying to trying to make a lot of moves, uh, the Dolphins are out there kind of kind of throwing some stuff around. So, um, I mean, they, they signed a couple, they signed a tight end. They signed Adam Butler from new England. Um, they had Jacoby Brissett. They brought him in to, to be the backup, which was a very smart move on their end. Cause he's a, I like that. Yeah. He's a, I like that. Sign. I just, I, I to be having it all on Tua. who knows how that's going to work out. Well, um, even, even if they trade for Deshaun or Russ, I mean, Jacoby can stay there as a backup. Like, yeah, it was just a good signing. Yeah, no, it'll be good. I don't think they're going to trade though. Um, I think I think they've made they've made up their mind. Now the one signing to me that blew my mind, and I know we talked about this, and I was shocked with your answer, was Aaron Jones staying yeah. with Green Bay. I told uh, you were staying. Why on earth would you do that when you have Aaron Dillon coming up looking really good, and you needed to lock up Corey Lindsley? It did not make sense to me. Corey Lindsley walks. So you lose Aaron Rodgers' number one guy, other than mm-hmm. uh, Bakhtiari. Yeah, you. Lo- but I mean that. I mean they lost Christian Kirksey too. He left. He went to Houston. I mean yep. that. Uh, the Aaron Jones one was a big to me. I just think you overpaid for a guy that could have easily been replaced. I just think running backs are so expendable right now that there's only few and far between that. Like I'd say there's maybe three to four running backs in this league right now that are worth you know, making big deals with, I mean, you know, you, what's, I know you still got a, I know you still got some time and nothing's happened yet where he just signed the deal, but right now, what's your gut tell you worst, worst contract, Aaron Jones, Packers, Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys. I mean, I, th- I don't, I can't sit here and say the Zeke, the Zeke signing was bad yet. They, they have been very unlucky with their health. I think, I mean, I think uh, that's hard. I mean, I, I think having having Aaron Rodgers is going to make Aaron Jones good. So as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, it'll be fine, uh, mm-hmm. because he's going to get him the ball and he's going to put him in the he's going to put him in the positions that he needs to be in. And Jamal Williams leaving opens up the passing game for Aaron Jones. Yep. So that I think I I would say out of those two contracts, the Zeke one the Zeke one will play out to be worse. Uh, yep. Zeke has just not Good. been the same running I agree. back. He yep. he just he just hasn't. Uh, but I can't sit here and say it's a bad signing because I mean these running backs are going for that anyways. I mean, 
I, it, I, I think Aaron Jones will end up still being a, a stud. But, I mean, giving guys like that Kamara money, I mean, come on. Like that mm-hmm. Kamara, you got Kamara, you got McCaffrey. Uh, I, I would have to say you have Chubb in that conversation. And I'm sure a couple more that are just absolutely unbelievable. Saquon is still up for debate because he hasn't had a good season without being hurt. So, I mean, there's, yeah, it just depends on how these running backs pan out, but they're all expendable. Like when Chubb went out for the Browns, we still won. I mean, we have Kareem but Hunt. you have a starter as your backup. Yeah, but a lot back. of teams do. I mean, now, I mean, look, go to Tampa Bay. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of teams. That ha- and, I, and honestly, when you watch the Dallas Cowboys, I was half the time I'm thinking, why is Tony Pollard not the number one guy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I he looked way better. Yeah, so, he did last year. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it just it just depends on what happens there. But um, yeah, uh, I think uh, that signing didn't make sense to me. But um, one thing to watch for this year, and this could be huge for the Dolphins because they wanted to get Aaron Jones, they didn't. If Najee Harris is there for them, holy cow! I think he, I think he will be at what nineteen. I think he should be. I, I people are going crazy about him right now. I think he could easily go before that. It's crazy that Zeke went so high, and you got guys like Najee Harris. Like, well, also somebody else that you have. I don't think we've talked about on this podcast yet. This is episode seven. Uh, Saquon Barkley, like that could go down as one of the worst draft picks in a while. It could if he number yeah, two overall. It could if he yeah. It could if he stays doesn't doesn't get his stuff together. Yeah. Um, so a couple other ones that uh, I wanted to talk about, just kind of you know rating some of these guys that Bre- breaking news, not to cut you off. Patrick Peterson agrees to a one-year, ten million dollar contract with your Minnesota Vikings. Oh, come on, why'd you have to say your? Like I got my hopes up when you said that. Um, all right, well that's 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 fine. I guess I don't really understand why he went there, but um, some moves that that are kind of being talked about around the league is good and bad. I mean, obviously, J.J. Watt, I guess you can call that what you want. I, they're, they're grading that a B. I don't think that's a B. I think that's way worse than a B. But I would have said that no matter what. Kevin Zillier to the Ravens was a huge, huge, huge move for them if he can actually get back to his Bengals self because he was never that good with the Browns. Oh, thanks. Rub it in. Yeah. Well, he was good there, and you know that. Um, yeah, he was. Aaron Jones signing. We just talked about that a little bit. Jason Barrett uh, re-signing with the 49ers. I think that was a great move. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing as many re-signings right now, but um, the ones that are happening are, are pretty important. Obviously, Shaquille Barrett, that contract with the Buccaneers was was big. Um, I think that was a smart I, move for them. I get. I guess that one, I, I thought that was good for them. Yeah, and yeah. they re-signed Gronk, too. So they've re-signed Levante David, Rob Gronkowski, Shaq Barrett, uh, Tom Brady does an extension to free up some more money mm-hmm, this year. Mm-hmm. So they got Suckup left to sign and Dominican Sue left to sign. And whatever Antonio Brown's going to do, I'm just going to guess he's going to stay there and get $8 million or so, just to guess. Yep. I, think, uh, I think the ones that I marked down at that people aren't talking about that were bigger than people that people are even mentioning is the Kendrick Bourne. I think that was huge. Uh, I think Joe Tooney to the Chiefs was enormous because that's obviously what they needed. Uh, Bud Dupree to the Titans was big because he left. Hey, good for you and I. Yeah, he left the Steelers. But the Titans, and the Titans definitely needed someone like that. So I think it also goes to show you. You know, Jadavian Clowney was was a bad move on that on that on their part, and they need to move on now. Corey Davis to the Jets, like I had, I, I mean. I think Sam Darnold needed some targets. Now, I don't know if he's going to be the guy, but give him a year with some decent players. And a better offensive Yes. I mean, come on. And then one thing we haven't talked about yet, um, Mitchell Trubisky. Still out there. Yeah, so. All right, you want to hear my, want to hear my guess? See what, see what you got to think. Uh-huh. Mitch Trubisky to the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. Obviously, Shanahan likes Jimmy G, but he can't stay healthy. You you can't have a number one guy who can't stay on the field. So you bring in Trubisky, who's started, who's won, 
uh, Jimmy G's not getting it done. Hey, I got another starter on the bench that's mobile, and that's what I want. If you're Kyle Shanahan, I want a mobile quarterback. That's what Mitch Trubisky can do. He can run. Yeah, and I like that because Jimmy G doesn't stay healthy, and they need a backup quarterback. And, I mean, mm-hmm. Mitchell's going to have to know no matter what he's going to a team. I mean, he's, it's kind of like a, a Jameis Winston situation. you got to know your Marcus, – Marcus Mariota situation. Right, which that's another guy that's still out there. But, um, right, he's not been signed. He's not a free agent. He signed a two-year deal. Oh, maybe they're talking about trades. I kept hearing his name this week. Um, but uh, he's going to have to know he's going to have to go somewhere and prove himself again. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. needs that because he definitely – he didn't play great, but I don't think he was that bad. I think – I mean, you look at how how he played there, and, I mean, he won some football games. So, yeah. well, that'll that'll be fun to see how that pans out because I think he's going to get another chance sometime. I don't think – I think these guys don't, don't have long enough. Um, and he dealt with some injuries too. And to be honest with you, the Bears' offense was never that good. Allen Robinson was – was about it. I mean, Dave Montgomery was horrible last year. So, yeah. uh, and then who exactly? And no, he had a great, he had a great year last year. He killed it, crushed it for my fantasy team. That's a lie. No, I swear. I won my fantasy league. Not the one I'm in with you. Another one. Thanks to David Montgomery. He was a dog last year. I thought he had a bad year. No. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking they're a slot receiver. And I can't no, it was a running now. back. I thought it was him. Um, While you're thinking about that, it's time we talk about the fighting Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguars and what they've been doing in free agency. Yeah. They signed Shagil Griffith, former Seahawks cornerback, to a big deal. James O'Shaughnessy to a big deal, tight end. Good pickup for them. One good pickup I liked a lot, former Cincinnati Bengal, Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins, safety. Tyson Alu-Alu, nose tackle. He's dog. He's big guy. Sidney Jones, cornerback. Philip Dorsett, wide receiver. Missed all last season. He was hurt. Uh, Carlos Hyde, Ohio State connection. Bring him in. Uh, Dwayne Smoot, defensive end. That's a good pickup. Uh, Trey Hernan, cornerback, solidifying their defense. Roy Robertson Harris, a lot of people are saying this is too much money for him. Four years, $24 million, $14 million guaranteed. So, really, four years, $14 million. Uh, Jahai Ward, defensive end, more defense. Uh, any guy, a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, a lot of speed. They also signed what we like to call a kicker. Aldrich Rojas, a deal has Rojas. not been disclosed yet. I really, really, really like that Marvin Jones signing because when he was in Detroit, mm-hmm. I mean, he was just <clears throat> he was just reliable. Like if you know, yep. whenever another one, whoever, whenever Stafford needed to, needed to make a make a play, it, it was to Marvin Jones. So I really like that. For I mean, let's just be real here for Lawrence. Trevor yeah, Lawrence, I mean, he's going yep. to be there. I bet you we'll see Urban Meyer basically carrying his bags into the draft. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that was a great signing. I really like the Carlos Hyde signing too. Um, I mean, they obviously have Robinson there, but Carl, Carlos Hyde has just been a workhorse. He's been really good in the NFL. He's moved around. Yeah, but it goes back to what you just said. They have have a young running back there, so you bring mm-hmm. in Carlos Hyde, teach him up, just be a backup. Yeah. Uh, and obviously Shaquille Griffin going there. Um, that that's a great signing. Yeah, I mean they. They they fixed a lot. I mean, they their secondary their secondary was horrendous. So going out and signing, oh, oh yeah, it was bad. So going out and signing Griffin and, and Jenkins, that that really shows that they they their their front office is making some good moves. So and they had they had seventy million dollars in cap space, same as the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So you knew they had to spend money, and also after they signed all those free agents because they did most of their damage yesterday. Guess what the Jag Jaguars also did today. They signed that they increased their season ticket prices by seven and a half percent. There you go. I mean, heck, what that you know what that sounds like? It sounds like the Browns when we went when the Browns went one and 15, the next year they tried to raise their prices like that, and that was the year that my dad and I got rid of our season tickets. Uh, well, we, we were in like a group of season tickets and we got rid of them. We're like, now nah, we're out. 
Yeah, so my dad and I still own, own our seat license. Like, we're one of those few people that still has a license to our seat. And we haven't uh, got our season tickets again. Um, but the last time we got rid of them, they had increased prices four years in a row. So how's that work? Can you just in, me in a row. say we're going to get our season tickets this year? Yep. That's pretty awesome. Yep. I'd do that. So I'd dig that. I wish we would have done so, that. So, I to tell you a low moment for me today. I was talking, talking to my buddy Keegan, and just what the Bengals have not done has been so depressing. Like, you have somebody like Joe Burrow do something. Yeah, for the love of God, I, I, I do something. It's funny because like the one thing that the Browns always did was try to make moves in the off season, and they did. They always yeah, have. And, I mean, never, never was good moves, but until recently. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I, I sit there and I, and I, I look at John Dorsey as I know he's not there anymore, but I mean, he came in, I mean, boom, immediately brought in Jarvis Landry, got Beckham. Um, I mean, we, he brought in a, a lot of good names, and and mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I, I liked him. I think he did great things. I think people started hating on him for the head coaching. I, I think if he didn't, if he wouldn't have hired Kitchens. I mean, obviously we wouldn't have Stefanski, which would have sucked, but if he, or we might have because he was in the running then. But um, I mean, if he wouldn't have hired Kitchens, he might still be the GM because that was just a bad coaching hire. He took a risk and it did not pay off, but his other signings around the team, they were good. I mean, we, Baker just wasn't ready. He went in a typical second year slump. And I mean, the Browns, they, mm-hmm. they went out and they, they did what they needed to do. They, they made some new Olivier Vernon, another guy they got, um, we did some good things, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it now. Um, I think, um, Andrews is doing a great job and I'm excited to watch this next, um, rest of the free agency pan out moving into the draft. Um, we, they know what they need to focus on. And I think you guys just need to, I mean, you got to have a good draft. That's, that's, that's that. You had a good draft last year. Well, so hopefully you can we do got it. We also get back Trey Wayans, who missed the whole year last year. We get back DJ Reader, who missed most of the season last year. Those were our two big free agent signings last offseason. Yep. But but if Panay Sewell doesn't pan out, sorry, we're fucked. Like, well, is, is everything that... everything we did, we're screwed. Well, if, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to pan out, but you guys have to take him. I mean, like, yeah. that's the thing. You have to at this point. But, that goes back to the draft when I'm – I want the Browns to do bad. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I know you know that. But the year they were the number one pick and Miles Garrett was, you know, the projected number one guy. And there were rumors that the Browns weren't going to take him. I'm like, if they don't take him, they're the dumbest team in the league and it's not even a Yeah, question. I mean, that was thank – God, Thank God they did He was head him. and shoulders above everyone else. There was there was Everybody. no other pick that yeah. would have made sense unless you trade no. that pick. There was no other pick. It was like it was like Correct. the year Andrew Luck was the number one pick. It was a no brainer. Right. So I mean, and same thing about the only one that really didn't pan out was Jadavian Clowney. He was another one of those like you just look at him and expect him to be great. And luckily, Garrett has panned out. Oh my gosh, Garrett! There's a I know you guys love my TikTok talks, but there's a TikTok that they made of him and Baker going up and like jumping up and high five each. Other. Oh my gosh. I, I think, I think that video has like 10 million views. I think I'm 9 million of them. I like, yeah, I, I get goosebumps, man. Like every time I watch it. So I'm already ready for football season. So just, just, this is, this has got me all fired up. Well, before I get any more depressed, keep talking about the Bengals. Two more quick signings. I liked Alex Mack also signed at the exact same time. Trent Williams did in San Francisco. That was a big one. So now they're off Offensive line is loaded, mm-hmm. and Kyle Long comes out of retirement and signed with the Chiefs this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I two team two teams that needed offensive line help. What do they do? Go sign offensive line. Yeah, one thing that's not out of the ordinary, but I think needed to needed to happen. Um, the Steelers have done basically nothing. Actually, I don't think they've even signed any. I think they signed. Love yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I know they don't do a ton in free agency usually. They usually do a lot of their stuff during the draft, but I mean But they lost a but, lot. But they re sign their guys usually. And Bud Dupree leaving, that doesn't happen. But Pouncey retired. They have no center right yeah. now. And Villanova. Well no, they got that boy the they got BJ Finney, the backup for the for the Bengals. Damn it. 
That's right. <laughs> but I mean, he's not. He is what he is. Yeah, but he was a backup for yeah. the Bengals. So what's right. that I mean, obviously, I mean, I haven't heard any rumors of Juju wanting to go back there. So Juju's. I mean, unless he decides to quit the NFL and go join one of those TikTok cool houses, well, the twenty-five-year-old kids gonna go play. Gonna go play Minecraft with uh, Ninja. Yep. James Conner's probably leaving. Uh, I mean, th- this could be a whole. This yep. could be something that we we're just not used to watching. Um, but it's gonna be fun if it does happen that way. So, yeah, no, I I think uh, that that's just what that that was a little surprising to me to see how badly they are doing. Um, but that uh, one team that I, I we haven't talked about also who hasn't done a lot. Um, I know that they got made the trade for Carson Wentz, but they're not they're not doing much other than that. Um, but but it, they got it. So they they do have a lot of cap space, but they also have to save it for next offseason. Quentin Nelson and all all that year's guys are up to get paid. So it's not a bad thing. They're not doing a whole lot sure. because they didn't need a whole lot besides maybe some receivers. Maybe they move up in the draft and get one. Um, True. But but they're playing it smart. They're going to keep their guys they have next year and keep building on how good that defense was. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that I get. Bengals don't get. Uh, Jaguars spending money. Makes sense. So the teams that had the most cap space, Colts, Patriots, Bengals, teams like that, the Colts are the ones that make sense who aren't spending yep. money. That's the only yep. one. But speaking of Indianapolis – they aren't doing a whole lot, but you know what is going on there? What? The NCAA men's basketball there tournament starts tomorrow. And that starts with the first four. Which are not – they're uh, int- there's a couple of very interesting games in those first four. So, so I'll start with the three. Well, I'll start with the two we both probably don't think are as interesting, but – uh, no offense to these teams. You got Norfolk State versus Appalachian State. Then you have Mount St. Mary's versus Texas Southern. And then the two games that are extremely interesting, Wichita State versus Drake. That's the 11-11 matchup. And Go Green, Michigan State versus UCLA. Yeah, Michigan State's Michigan State. I mean, they've they've had some normal good wins. UCLA doesn't seem as bad as they have in the past, 17-9. Uh, but Wichita State Drake, I mean, you're looking at two pretty damn good teams. Drake was 25 and four. Wichita State is usually good. They're, they were 16 and five. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I think either one of those teams could go in and and win e- even after they're playing uh, I think, games. I think Wichita State State won 15 in the last 16. So they had they started the season one and four and yep. finished 15 I, and 0. Yep. I think. I think uh, Ohio did that as well. Um, yep. they had, they had a rough start there and then they ended up playing pretty well. My biggest one to watch, of of the big, um, this is, this would be a major, I would consider this a major upset would be Houston, Cleveland state, the two versus the 15, because we've seen Cleveland state do this before. We've seen them come mm-hmm. in and win big ball games, Houston, you know, they kind of rolled through the division pretty easily. So or the conference that that's going to be an interesting one to me. I think obviously I have my eye. If North Carolina can get past Wisconsin, I think North Carolina, if they're playing good ball, watch out Baylor. Um, and that could be another one seed to go down pretty early. I mean, there, there's a lot of fun. So, games. Can, so can we stay there? Yeah. I say we, because we are huge Star Hill fans. Do you think we got screwed being an eight seed? Because everyone knows the eight, nine matchup plays the one, the next game. I think we deserved a seven, and I think we would have been a solid seven. Yeah, I mean, I was, I would have been okay with even a six. I mean, we've played pretty well at the end of the year, um, and the way we handled Duke, and we just got pretty deep in the ACC championship or, or ACC tournament. So then we lose to a Florida State team who hadn't played a game yeah. yet. That was our third game in three yeah. days, and then Georgia Tech wins the championship and then gets no respect. In the NCAA tournament, they get a nine yeah, seed. That was weird. They win the they win the ACC tournament. Granted, they only won two games, but they get a nine seed. Yeah, I mean seventeen and eight, and we're eighteen and ten, and they win that. That that that, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, it made no sense. Yeah, well, they're they're not really giving the ACC the love because you look at the Big Ten in general. I mean, Wisconsin. No, they're all about the big. All about the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin finished seventeen and twelve, and I mean, let's be real, Michigan State probably shouldn't have been in the tournament. 
So, uh, no, I mean, they had they had. Probably, I think if they wouldn't have beat Ohio State late in the season like they did, there's no chance. I mean, even I mean, even Ohio State. I mean, I know they played pretty well, but and they had, all of their losses were were very tough losses. But twenty one and nine, and you're mm-hmm. a two seed. That's a lot of losses for yeah. a two seed. So, um, a team's team bracket. I like their, you know, their small section. Michigan being a one seed, they may get a tough, tough LSU team in the second round. Yeah, yeah, LSU. I think tough. that's a scary, scary matchup for them. I think Livers is out minimum the first weekend. I think they said if if he comes back, it'll be the Final Four. So. Yeah. You know that's up. In I the think air. the the, the but, yeah. I that, I think that one. I think all of the eight, oh, the one, well, the potential one and eight or one and nine games could be fun because you look at. I don't. I don't like Oklahoma or Missouri. Oh yeah, you know what? You're I right. Don't, don't like them for. I don't like them for. I think Gonzaga. I, I read them. that as Oklahoma State when I first saw that. So. I think Gonzaga kind of has. It's a tournament. Anything can happen. I understand that. But I think they kind of have a cakewalk to the Sweet 16, where they'd probably meet Virginia. Uh, if Virginia, if Virginia doesn't get upset by Ohio, yeah. And the other team to watch in that division, who I really like, and this is a team that consistently is about where they are, is USC. They they have looked yeah. really good this year. They got a a great head coach. Shout out to a, a little Linwood love there from one of my vacation spots. The uh, coach for USC, his parents, um, they live. It's Coach Einfeld. Uh, they live right beside the cottages that my parents rent. Former, formerly the coach of Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Um, now, now people are gonna go. Oh, oh yeah, guy. yeah, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, his his parents own a cottage in between the ones that me and my mom and dad rent. So we've seen coach Einfeld up there. I think I've seen him only twice, but um, super nice guy. Um, We have nothing but love for the USC Trojans. As most of my friends know, I was a big, big Trojan fan back when Reggie Bush was there and definitely bandwagon, but Oh my gosh, how could you not? You used to wear USC shirts. Yeah. I used to wear it because that's when they were smoking Ohio state. So it was fun to do that. Uh, I mean, I remember having to watch most of the games in my own room because people wouldn't let me out. But that was usually because we were hashtag, hashtag give Reggie back his yeah, head. No kidding, bullshit. But uh, a lot of good matchups. Yeah. Why, help me right now, Max. Where's Oklahoma State? Uh, well, let's just finish that. Finish that Gonzaga bracket. Yeah, okay. So we'll we'll call it by the we'll call it by the one seed bracket. I, think I was gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. So we'll go elite eights in each bracket, and then we'll talk final four. How's okay. that sound? So I'll go. I'll go Gonzaga, and I like USC to beat Kansas in the second. Could be a round. good game though, and Man, that'll I'll, be tough. I'll go. I'll go Gonzaga, Iowa, elite eight. So now, now we'll go down to the east, and we'll talk about the east bracket a little bit. That's no one's. No one on this podcast, Michigan Wolverines and the two seed in that bracket, Alabama. Let's talk about Alabama's matchup real quick with Rick Patino's Iona basketball team. Only played 17 games. Breaking news that I saw just before we started the podcast Alabama's number two score, I think I read that right. Maybe it's been Oklahoma, is out. For the first weekend, due to well, COVID, and you know who else is out is one of Michigan's top scores. Livers, yep, yep. Livers so that, is out. That Livers is out could be until at least the final yeah. four. Yeah, um, out of this one, um, I'll give my. I didn't give my take on the West. Uh, my whole take on the West, but I'll. We can talk about that in a minute. I'm not. We'll move. Actually, I'll just tell. You, I'll just tell. You. All right, it was. It was Oklahoma's guard, yeah. so sorry. Okay, but I'm gonna take out of this one right here. I think I'm gonna take the three and four. I think I'm taking Florida State and Texas because I think I don't think Alabama can get there. I don't think I think that I think that SEC was a joke, and I think that I, if Michigan doesn't, I love Michigan too. I know I've talked about them a lot. I hate to, oh just hear saying that out loud maybe want to vomit but um <laughs> I, I like their bat I, I think they have a really good team and i think they got a really good squad i like 
I like Jawan. Yeah, but I think if they have guys that are out, that's going to be a huge deal. And Florida State, when they're playing well, they're playing really well. I mean, they can win ball games. So, so the one. No, thing, I'm not. I'm taking Michigan. Nah, I'm I, taking Michigan, and I'm taking Texas. Sorry, go ahead. Final answer. I'm sticking with Michigan. R.I.P. Reeves yep. filming. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I don't like about Florida State that they're loaded across the board. They don't have a. Yeah, point I was going to say they. How many? How many NCAA tournament teams got carried to the Final Four by a point or throughout guard? the season? A lot. AKA Steph yeah. Curry, North Carolina, multiple times. Oklahoma State. A name. Pick a point guard. Name it. Uh, I don't know. I just – I like Florida State, but I don't that much. Well, I think upsets – I'll go upsets in this bracket. Georgetown over Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and I think I'm going to do it because this is going to be shared with hundreds of millions of people. I think Iona upsets. Oh, I, I can see that. I can see that pretty easily. Um, cause not only that, but the sample size on Iona is small. So I can, I can see that. I'm okay with that. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to come back to this one. I'm going to go Texas and I can't decide on the other one. I can't cause I feel like LSU has what it takes to beat Michigan, but I can't see them getting all the way to, you know what? Go ahead. I'll do it. LSU versus Texas. Man, I like it. Um, so Let's move to the Midwest, or as I like to call it, the Illinois region, along with Houston as the number two. And I think you already mentioned. Are you gonna Are you gonna lock that in? Are you picking Cleveland State over Houston? Yeah, that's my that's my lock in. My lock in upset is going to be Cleveland State over Houston. Um, how much How much have you watched of Houston? Obviously, you don't, probably don't watch Cincinnati basketball since you're in Columbus. Oh, well, like I, I used to because this just in Houston is. Pretty good, right? And I I watched Cincinnati quite a bit, but that was when Cumberland was there because he was from Wilmington. Um, right. I didn't watch them. Right. I honestly, my I didn't watch a ton of college basketball in general this year, so my knowledge on college basketball isn't what it used to be. Um, but I mean, I I just I don't know. I, I'm rooting for the Cleveland State team, and I I think because that the coach and and that team in general has been there before, I think they can do it again. And yeah, I mean, I. You look at that division, though, like, I definitely think West Virginia makes it out of the bottom bracket, bottom part of the bracket. Um, I don't think anyone is scary there, especially if Cleveland State wins that game. I mean, West Virginia is going to cruise. Illinois, they're they're legit. Uh, I think they make it out of that, too. I I, I think that's the easiest. I think that's the weakest bracket, for sure. No doubt. I kind of think Illinois walks to the Elite Eight. Yeah, a I do bit. too. Suppos- supposedly Loyola Chicago is better than they were when they made that run a couple of years ago to the Final Four. So they may give them a little trouble in that. And the fact Loyola Chicago is an eight, like that tells you how much respect right. they're getting. Because small schools like that don't normally get eight seats. So Illinois looks really good, though. The, they looked fantastic yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I mean that was. Yeah, yeah, they went to overtime. Yeah, they gave up a lead, but that yeah, a win to win, right. win to win. I mean, and that's the thing, Ohio State. I would love to take them to the Elite Eight or the Final Four in that bracket. I would love to take them to the Final Four, but they they struggle sometimes in big games. Struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they when there's a lot on the line. Like when they went on their little lose, when they lost, I forget what it was, but they they had a game, they won a game, lost a game. They were Michigan State, walked in there, played in a big arena, like you know against Izzo, and shit the bed. So it worries me because I, mean, I really like Holtman. I think he's a great coach. I just think he has a team. That, I mean, and that, I mean they're a good bunch, but they're one- why are you switching? Why are you switching regions on me? What are you doing that for? I thought we're done with this one. No, we. I said Illinois, and I never even picked my other one. Did you even pick the yeah, other one? Yeah, I said West Virginia. I thought you said West Virginia too. Okay. I mean, I said West Virginia like six weeks ago, so I was hoping yeah. you remember that. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Um, maybe I'm just so smart. I, 
I think an intriguing matchup in the second round though could be West Virginia Syracuse in the fight fighting Bayhams. Buddy Bayham's been shooting the lights out. Yeah. But I'll go Illinois, West Virginia. I kind of think, like you said, I think that's the weakest bracket. I, mean, yeah, I, I think it's but a no now doubt. The, now the bracket, both of us are more interested in Ohio State, North Carolina, also known as the Baylor bracket. Ohio State is the two seed. Um, man. I mean, Baylor looks – they look good. But that loss to Kansas, the way they lost at the end – really said a lot to uh-huh. me because it was the first time you had seen them just they, – they couldn't overcome any kind of deficit. And I hate Kansas, but that was the first – like the first game they've played all year with like yeah. all their guys. So – I mean, honest to God, like uh, North Carolina, I don't know if we can do it. But, I mean, I, I think they got a tough go either with us or Wisconsin because those are two typical top ten teams. So no yep. matter what, you know they have the guys. You know that, and it it's you know what Baylor's done to the got, uh, teams in the Big Twelve. They've outsized guys. They're not not going to do that. To yeah, and Carolina. I right, You've and I don't think that four seven footers that are on the floor, two of them on right. the floor the whole. I don't game. think I do not think Baylor makes it out of the Sweet Sixteen. I think after that they would play probably Purdue, and Purdue, I think Purdue would manhandle them. I don't. I'm not. A, I, I just think the way they play is going to really give Baylor fits because, I mean, they, they play really, really good defense, but they they lead on the court. Like, they come down and they just they smash you in the mouth either way. I think they could win that game pretty – I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't seen Baylor play enough. Baylor, they are a very – but whenever they're a high seed, kind of reminds me of Villanova. Villanova would always be a, a high seed or a top seed. And then until they went on that hot streak where they won the championship, I hated that championship. Mm-hmm. But when they won that championship, they would always lose in like the second or third round every year. So yeah. and Villanova's second best player is out, obviously, towards ACL a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And they still, I think they've lost two out of three after he got hurt. So, um, you know what? Ready? I'm going. I'm going North Carolina, Ohio State, in the Elite Eight. In the Elite Eight. So let's go. Let's go back to Gonzaga. Hold on. Hold on. Hold have... on. I'm going to go Ohio. I'm going to go Ohio State. I knew you were going Ohio State. I mean, I it. I don't see any team in that bottom part of that conference that can beat them. I don't. I, I mean, don't either. I don't. Texas Tech maybe could be. Scary. Virginia Tech looked bad in the ACC tournament against yeah. us. I'll join um, you with the. I'll take uh, just because it's the Tar Heels. Well, I'll take the Tar Heels too. Okay, so let's go back to Gonzaga. Did we both have Gonzaga? Did you take USC or Iowa? I didn't choose on the. You passed me up again because you don't like me. I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go Kansas. Coming out of that division. What? So Kansas, yeah. Gonzaga, who you got? Kansas. Oh my God! Okay, Kansas in the Final Four playing. Oh, you keep going. Who's your East winner between? Who did you go? I took Texas and Michigan. Texas. I I think I think Michigan gets it done. Okay, so you now have Kansas and Michigan in your Final Four. I will take Gonzaga beating Iowa. And then playing the winner of LSU Texas, and I will go Texas versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga just hasn't played enough for me to to say that. And and I think I know they had some good wins early, but to go into the tournament undefeated and not have a loss on your belt, oh, mm-hmm. I don't like that. All right, other side, other side. So we'll go Illinois. West Virginia, both of us? Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, I like Illinois a lot, so I'll go, I'll go Illinois. I think I think I do, too. I think the Big Ten is going to have two teams in the, in the Final Four. So you're going Kansas, Michigan, mm-hmm. Illinois. Shit, they might have three. Now, uh, 
God, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I because I, I think I don't think Carolina can beat Ohio State. Um, so I'm gonna take Ohio State in the Final Four. That's three Big Ten teams. Uh, I'm also taking Ohio State, but I took Texas and I took LSU mm-hmm. beating Michigan. So the only reason I'm picking against us here, and it was hard for me to even get them here past Baylor, um, but I think the senior guard play of Ohio State really will get R.J. Davis and Caleb Love fits. And, you know, Caleb Love's two best games this year were against Duke. And other than that, he hasn't been consistent. And he's young, young, and he's still learning the entire here offense. Next year, if we get 80% of our roster back, obviously we we lose Brooks. I think we're – preseason number one, number two next year, depending on what comes back. Yep. So I will have Ohio State versus Illinois on the right side. Yeah. And you will also have Ohio State, Illinois yep. on the right I... side. Rematch of the Big Ten Championship. And I'm going to go just the way it turned out on Sunday. I'm going to go Illinois. In yep. I'm going to go Illinois there for sure. Um, I can't believe I'm taking Kansas to the championship right now, but I am. Um, Good Lord, son. And you know what? I don't. I don't really want to do that. I, I've I've liked Michigan too much. I know I'm bouncing around a little here. I think if Michigan can 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 get healthy here, because I mean that's that's a couple weeks. I think if they can get what's his face back, Levers, Livers, Livers. If they can get him back, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but I mean uh, he might not even be able to come back. But I mean Michigan to me. I think Michigan wins the championship if they get him back. So who are you going, Kansas? I'm going to go Michigan. Michigan. Michigan versus Illinois. That's a Big Ten national championship. And your winner if is Michigan gets levers, lever, levers, levers back. It's Michigan. Wow, Jawan Howard, one of the championship. I mean, did you see year. them though? I mean, I know Illinois was good, but Michigan, yeah. when they were, if if Michigan, if both teams play their best game, Michigan wins. Michigan is unbelievable this year. They're probably one of the best teams I've seen play in a while. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, so I had Gonzaga, Texas, and Ohio State, Illinois. I already picked Illinois. On my left side, Gonzaga, Texas. I'm going to go the Gonzaga Bulldogs versus the Illinois Fighting Illini. And the winner and the first undefeated team since Bob Knight and the Indiana Hoosiers, your Gonzaga wow, Bulldogs. Gonzaga wins it all. First undefeated team since Bob Knight in Indiana. Steve Alford. That'll be interesting. Uh, luckily for us, next time when we talk, We'll be through the second round um, coming up on the Sweet 16. So we'll be able to rehash, kind of see where we're at. And then after that, we will talk again before the Final Four. So so, so uh, executive decision. We were going to cover the women's bracket as well. But about 90% of the time in the women's bracket, uh, the first two rounds are chalk. Chalk wins because they're usually seated pretty much perfectly. Uh, shout out to our Tar Heel women's basketball team squeaking in as a 10 girls. seed going up against Alabama. Uh, but we'll visit that bracket after the first weekend. Uh, and we're already three minutes over our hour. So, real quick, we're going to do our Mount Rushmore of top free agent signings in NFL history. Aaron, do you want to go two at a time? So, you're Two and no particular Yeah, order. so uh, we both decided that we're going to give each other one because it's pretty obvious who – really, it's really pretty obvious who three of them are. Um, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I decided I'm gonna, I'll take Drew Brees. Um, obviously, what he's done for the Saints, incredible. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding there. He's, he's basically never had a losing season other than a couple of years when they had some injuries. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Breeze. I'm gonna step away from the quarterbacks for a quick second, and I'm gonna go Reggie White. Um, yeah, Best. I know, man. I remember watching him back back in the good old days. But um, yeah, him going to the Packers was was insane. Um, you know his his 
statistics were insane back then, and he was just outstanding. Um, oh, hey, breaking news, Rashad Higgins back in Cleveland. Hell yeah. So another good signing for them. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reggie White is my, my one of my other ones. So go ahead. All right. Uh, Aaron, let me take old Tommy Boy. First season in Tampa Bay. Has had one of his highest touchdown passing seasons he's ever had. Uh, and obviously, oh, yeah, if you slept under a rock, he won his seventh mm-hmm. Super Bowl mm-hmm. as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, my second one, I'm going to also go a defensive route, but he was also mm-hmm. a returner. I'm going to go, I'm going to go prime. I'm going to go Deion yeah, Sanders. People forget about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, agent. I could do this all day because there's so many guys on this list, but, um, I'm, I'm choosing, I'm going to choose the story here more than anything. And it's Kurt Warner. Um, yeah. I nice mean, one. you know, okay. going from bagging groceries to be in a Super Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, you, you just can't beat that. Um, and this one I'm doing strictly because I remember watching him play as a youngster and just loving every part of his game. Ed McCaffrey, um, he was basically Ooh, yeah he was he was in San Francisco didn't do a lot goes to the Broncos and becomes one of John Elway's number one targets. So we're we're leaving off mm-hmm. a big one. I'll see if you add him in. Um, I, I kind of had trouble between a few. I I wanted to put Peyton Manning on my list, but I left him off. Yes, he won a Super Bowl, but the year he won a Super Bowl, everyone knows, even he does, he's admitted it, and it was because yeah. of their defense. Yes, he did did set an NFL record when he threw 55 touchdown passes in his first year there, but that's not they, the year yeah, they won the championship. Um, so that's why I kept mm-hmm. him off my list. Um, one, I wanted to see if you were going to say it, but you did not. I like Charles Woodson yeah. when he signed with the yeah. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great pickup. And my other one was Thank Curtis you. Martin to yeah. the New York Jets. You, you basically covered all the guys on my list. Uh, Curtis Martin was huge. I mean, that was mm-hmm. just oh, – I remember watching him run. Oh, he was so much fun. So, yeah. so good. I mean, you could you – yeah. could. Well, there's guys that people don't think about on this list. Wes Wilker. Uh, when he went to the Patriots, um, and then it, when he went to the Broncos. Um, I mean, his same kind of stuff there. I, I, but I couldn't find – I wanted to have him on my list, but I couldn't find if Wilker was traded to the Patriots from the Dolphins or if he was picked up. Fun fact about Wes Wilker, he kicked field goals for the Dolphins. Did you know that? Yeah, I'm sure you probably yeah. did. Kicks it like 230-yarders and had a touchdown catch in one game. Um, so – but uh, I mean, yeah, there, there. We could, like I said, we could do this all day. But um, yeah, I think we really got the big ones there. But uh, I thought the curveball for Ed McCaffrey, just because uh, I like to take a little bit out of the ordinary and just pick the guys that I really liked watching play too. And he was such a big factor for Elway back then, even though I, I, Elway beating the Browns was devastating. One more before I talk about what we're going to discuss next week: uh, Simeon Rice, two thousand one Tampa Bay Buccaneers, helped them win the Super Bowl. That was huge. Um, so next week, we're going to keep talking NFL free agency. We'll provide updates on the men's basketball tournament. And then we will also go through our women's picks uh, for the Sweet 16 and on. And then, are you ready? Uh-huh. For the Mount Rushmore of most overrated upsets in NCAA men's tournament history. Oh. Overrated oh. upsets. That's a good one. I like that. Okay. That's a tough one. Yeah, you're going to have to do your research yeah. on that one. I like that. All right, guys. All right. I'm out, Aaron. Yeah, thanks like for listening, guys. Please like, share, subscribe. We love doing this, and uh, we're going to keep rolling. So we're going to roll through these next few pretty much with uh, with all the tournaments. Welcome to All the Extra Points with Max and AP. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you like the segment. Give us a like, share, and follow.